Babe, I have big news for you. It's really big, like super big, life-altering big, life-changing, decision-making big. It's big. It's babe! Uh, 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 my life is a whirlwind. It's a whirlwind. I'm so lucky to have a life that is a whirlwind. But before I tell you what's happening, I want to tell you a tale. A tale of a young gay boy of about seven, let's say, on a trip with his family to Schenectady, New York. <laughs> I laugh when I say it because it's like we went to the, the we went to Plattsburgh. We went to Schenectady. The fun the exotic trips we took, but we took lots of car rides to visit friends of my parents. And this particular family we visited taught me that if it was nighttime on the ride home, I should look out the window and pick a star and wish on a star. I'd never heard this before. And they taught me starlight, star bright, the first star I see tonight. I wish I may, I wish I might have the wish I wish tonight. And, uh, I, I was flummoxed, like, well, I, I'm, am I going to get the wish? Like, how does this work? Is it like a brand names catalog? You just, you know, put the number down and then it appears on a conveyor belt. Like, I love wishes if they come true. So I was in. So I was lying in the back seat of the car as night fell and I was looking out the window and I saw the stars and I wished on a, a wishing star, starlight, star bright. And guess what I wished for? I bet you cannot guess. I wished for Mint in Box, Donnie and Marie Osmond dolls. Yes. Oh, I wanted those dolls so badly. I remember the commercial. Donnie and Marie, they're a fabulous pair. And they had their own uh, studio. I feel like there was a drum kit, a tiny little drum kit and microphones and, and stage lights. I wanted it all. And I wanted this star to bring it to me. So I wished and I wished and I wished. I, I really, I, I could visualize these dolls being propped up onto our front door when we pulled in to my, my house. And I was like, this is amazing. I'm wishing on a star. I'm getting these Donnie and Marie Osmond dolls. My life is now complete. So imagine my disappointment when we pulled into our driveway and I flung myself out of the car and ran to the front door and there were no fucking dolls there. Nothing. Nothing but dust and a cobweb, probably. And I was like, well, Schenectady, liars. You're all liars. You, you, you told a child to make a wish on a star, and it didn't come true. I didn't have my dolls, and I was pissed off. So I said, fuck that. I'm not wishing on a star anymore. But I like to make wishes. I like to wish uh, on birthday candles, and then don't, you know, I don't know if this is an Italian thing or just a superstitious thing, but... You put the knife in the cake, you make your wish, and then you do not pull it out. The next person who has a birthday pulls it out, or like the world's going to come to an end. Don't pull the knife out. That's what my, uh, I just hear, I hear people in my family screaming, like not to pull the knife out. It's the next person or all wishes will, will be, uh, maybe that's what happened with our, our current political situation. Somebody pulled the knife out and fucked up all our wishes. Thanks a lot. So, I make wishes on on birthday candles and birthday cakes, and I make wishes in one other place at Walt Disney World in the Magic Kingdom in Fantasyland behind the castle. To the left is a Cinderella fountain, and Cinderella is there 
I think there's a bird on her finger and she's wearing her, her poor person outfit. <laughs> that sounds so mean. Her, her scullery made outfit. And um, the painting behind it has some fleur-de-lis and some, some uh, there's a crown. And if you're standing from a child's eye, if you're standing there looking up the, and standing in the perfect spot, the crown is right on Cinderella's head. So you see that she really is destined for greatness. So this, this fountain has always brought me luck. And I made a wish. I've been making wishes on that fountain for years since I worked there and when I was a little kid. And, and uh, this last time we went to Disney, I feel like, am I screaming? I don't know. This microphone is, it's, uh, it's really hot. So am I screaming? Okay. So I um, went to Disney with my mom and dad and my husband, Eric, in February of 2015. And I grabbed my penny and I made my wish. And this time I wished for a baby. Look at the evolution. I wished upon a star, a wishing star for Donnie and Marie dolls that I didn't get. But I didn't give up. I didn't pull out that knife and fuck everything up. I somehow still believed that good things could happen. And I threw that penny in in February of 2015. And really seconds later... We had a baby. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but it was September that Jackson was born. And Jackson didn't come to us really through a wish or a penny or Cinderella. Uh, Jackson came to us through an amazing non-for-profit called Adoption Star. And while I'd like to think Cinderella had something to do with it, I really uh, can't say enough about the advocates and the advocacy uh, at Adoption Star for the birth mother. I think that the birth mother um, who has the baby is the most important thing to Adoption Star. It's really not about getting a baby for a couple it's finding a family for a baby. So they're, they're looking out for these babies. And adoption is controversial. I didn't realize this until we had Jackson and I posted a picture of us with him in his uh, carrier. And I said that the universe had brought Jackson to us. And in the multitude of comments, somebody made a, a very unkind comment about uh, adoption. And I was like, wait a minute, there are people who are against adoption. What the fuck? Like, how is this possible? Uh, but oh yes, just like anything else there, uh, there are people with, with some good reason that, uh, have been adopted in the past that, that feel the system has failed them. Um, and it's an, it's a non-for-profit, but it is a business, right? And they're, they're in the business of finding families for babies, and they made that very clear for us. So um, I love Adoption Star. I My heart belongs to Adoption Star because they cre- they helped to create. They created our family with, with the help of, of Jackson. Uh, I really believe, and it sounds kooky, but I believe that this kid found us. Some people really do believe that you choose your parents, but uh, there were a couple occasions where Jackson should not have or could not have or would not have come to us uh, that I'll tell you about later. But there uh, were two occasions 
while uh, Nicole was pregnant that um, we, we had some near misses that he may not have come our way and into our into our uh, field of vision. And uh, then once she linked with the agency, there was another, there were two more occasions where uh, he may not have come to us. And I think that this kid knew that Eric and I were supposed to be his daddies. And so he, he clawed his way out to us, (laughs) the drama. So he found us through Adoption Star. And so since we linked with the agency, I have been an Adoption Star groupie. Um, I've been going to their events, going to their picnics. I've been, we have been lucky enough to go and talk to uh, couples and single folks too who want to adopt. Uh, we bring Jackson with us. One time we had Jackson's birth mom and birth grandmother with us. And uh, these people got a really good experience uh, hearing our story all together. And we tell them what an open adoption looks like, what the what our adoption journey was like. Um, and if Adoption Star calls at 8 a.m. on a Saturday and says, can you be here at 11 a.m. to present to a group? Our asses are in the car heading to Adoption Star because it just means so much to us. I look at the the space, the building, and I think of going in and filling out our paperwork and, and the day we met Nicole and her mom and which room that was in. And then when she asked us to be Jackson's daddies, we actually have that on video. It's a tearjerker. So um, I love Adoption Star. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Okay, cut to me dead inside. (laughs) Oh, it's so sad. Cut to me dead inside. I did uh, an episode about um, lying back and thinking of England like like a whore. And I I know that was a controversial uh, comparison, but sometimes we don't live out our passion and don't get to to work in a field that we are passionate about. And um, I had been lying back and thinking of England for some time. And uh, I got a call. And the call was similar to the call that B. Arthur got when it was time to shoot the pilot of the Golden Girls. In the Golden Girls script, Dorothy Zbornak, the character of Dorothy Zbornak was listed as a B. Arthur type. We all know what a B. Ar- we all know what a B. Arthur type is like. So uh, I imagine someone said, have we talked to B. Arthur? Because maybe she would like to uh, have this this role of Dorothy Zbornak. And they got her right. A B. Arthur type played by B. Arthur. So I got a call. Uh, from my friend Michael saying that Adoption Star was looking for a Sean Doyle type to be uh, their intake manager. And I said, well, have you asked Sean Doyle (laughs) if he would be interested? And I'm editing this story a bit, but um, they they were looking for uh, someone like me. And guess what? This is the news. I, at 47 years old, am able to switch careers. I am going to be working for Adoption Star full time in just a matter of weeks. I will be their intake manager. I was lucky enough at this age, I get to switch careers. Honey, I'm not young. I am 47. So when you think about a 47 year old in the job market, 
and being able to switch careers 20 years in, uh, I'm really fucking lucky. And I am beyond passionate about adoption. Adoption is a part of our everyday conversation with our son. Um, And I think one of the reasons adoption is controversial for people who were adopted in the 50s, 60s, 70s is their records were sealed or or destroyed and they never got to know who their biological families were. And I think with open adoption and uh, having a relationship with Jack's birth mother that we are raising a child who will never wonder where he came from. He will never not know his story. And sure, there's going to be moments I'm, I'm positive that he'll wonder why, why, why could Nicole not raise him? Why would Nicole make an adoption plan? But we've got Nicole here to talk to him and we, well, she's not here in my house, but, uh, anyway, how wonderful for me to be able to tell my son, who is my entire world. Once you have a kid, it all shifts and everything. Even when I put my seatbelt on, I think, well, I need to live <laughs> because I have a son who depends on me and, and a husband that I love. And even though I wanted to live before, now I really like I really want to live because I want to see this kid get older and grow up. And I want to you know, live to be 100. Uh, and, and I never wanted to live to be 100 before. But I want to see this kid into middle age and and taking care of myself. Everything I do revolves around my son. Uh, it's one of the reasons we one of the things we knew we were committing to when we adopted Jackson. So how wonderful for me to, to be able to come home at the end of the day and say, Daddy works at the very place where we took classes on how to be good daddies and where we met Nicole and where Nicole decided that we were the ones. And, uh, it, it's, it's something that I really feel like is connecting lots of dots for me. And I'm so excited to start. Uh, my job is intake manager. So part of my job is going to be linking families with information on the agency in hopes that they, uh, make a decision to uh, sign up and, uh, you know, and change their life. And another part of my job is going to be uh, doing training, uh, orienting people to the agency. I'm the first point of contact. So it's, uh, I take this role very seriously uh, because I want to make a really good impression and I want to share my story and I want to empathize and I want to be an ear and I want to give lots of good, accurate information And then training is something I've been doing for a long time. Um, I think there's outreach to do, some travel, and um, and a podcast about adoption. So I'm sure I'm going to be repeating a lot of what I just said on my first podcast, but it's it's really ideal. I am I'm in the business of bringing families together, of finding families for for beautiful, sweet babies, and for older children too. Um, they have uh, an adoption program for older children, which is really, really important. So it's not just babies and uh, and also children with disabilities. So uh, Adoption Star is really an incredible place and I am going to be working there. So this is not without saying that I have to pay homage to the job that I've held for the last 13 years 
uh, working as training director at Autism Services. And again, Veronica, her, her vision for the agency is something that I have believed in and continue to believe in, in treating people with autism as, as, as an incredible uh, population of people with their own culture, with their own scene, with uh, their own thoughts and ideas, their own affinities. And uh, it's something that I've had uh, a privilege to be able to be a part of at the level that I've been a part of. And like I said, I have been so fortunate to be uh, a student of, of so many intelligent, powerful, kind women um, beyond talented. Uh, you know, I think of my mom and I think of Barbara Wagner and I think of Veronica Federiconi and now Michelle, Michelle Freed. I'm excited to learn more about uh, her, her vision for uh, the agency. And uh, I'm going to be starting November 5th and I'm taking a week off in between uh, to sharpen the saw, as Stephen Covey would say. I think he's I think Stephen Covey uh, is a giant homophobe, which is why I don't use. Well, I, I wouldn't use a paper planner anyway. What am I saying? OK, sharpen the saw. It's that corporate speak for, uh, you know, getting your shit together in between gigs. So I'm going to do that. Uh, Michelle thought that was a great idea. And then I am starting at Adoption Star November 5th. I get to dress up um, and wear collared shirts, light cologne. I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm really excited. So, yeah, this is big news. I'm switching careers. I am working in the field of adoption. I am taking my my world, which is my son and my husband, and, and turning it into a, a thing that I get to talk about uh, all day. I get to help other couples have what I have with my family. And I'm going to put my, to quote my father, put your heart and soul into it and put your, put your whole self into it and you are bound to succeed. And that's what I'm ready to do. I have so much energy for this and I am so excited and it's hard to concentrate, but I couldn't wait to tell you. So Despite my disappointment in not getting Donnie and Marie dolls delivered to my door by a star in 1978, my dream is coming true. I can't believe this. And it just, it, it really fell into my lap. I wasn't even looking. And, and this came my way. And uh, sometimes being a Sean Doyle type really pays off. Who knew? All I had to do was be me pretty great. So I'm super grateful. I'm, I'm so excited. I am um, beside myself and ready to start. And I am really happy to share this with all of you. Yay, me. <laughs> okay, so I will talk to you later. I plan on doing a podcast on, on some updates. What happened to my dad? Is my mom still on marijuana? Will Mamie ever make a return? These are the questions on everybody's lips. So I will be answering those and more. So have a great day. And remember, you're never too old to wish on a star. Thanks, babe. Bye.